It only lasts for three hours every year, but it's become an American institution, and it's impossible to imagine Thanksgiving without it. Originally intended to entertain the children of New York City, over the last 99 years, it's helped hundreds of millions of people find their own inner child. Giving a stage to an unbelievably eclectic group of entertainers, from Milton Berle and Betty White, to NSYNC and Kelly Clarkson, and even Snoopy and the Pillsbury Doughboy, it's probably the only place you'll find balloonatics who dedicate their lives to creating balloonicles, balloons, and tricaloons for the world to enjoy. And these are just a few of the reasons why this episode of On Brand is on Macy's and the Thanksgiving Day Parade. We're all jazzed up, really having a cow. You want your favorite show and it's on right now. It's on, it's on, it's on, it's on brand. Welcome to On Brand with John and Marissa. Hello, I'm John. I am Marissa Gobble Gobble. Gobble Gobble. Here we are. It's our Thanksgiving episode. Can you believe it? You might be listening to this episode while you're fighting with your boyfriend on a long car ride to someone's home. While you're <laughs> you're sitting on your front porch because you're mad at your brother for stealing the last bit of gravy. <laughs> <laughs> Was that a real argument in the Glover family household? There's definitely been gravy arguments in my life, I whether they that. were family or not. I don't know. I, I mean, there, that. that is a thing. Like, I've literally bought two boxes of Trader Joe's gravy to have on hand for the leftovers I know that I'm going to be bringing home. Uh huh. I like to have that just in case. Yeah, I don't feel comfortable unless I have at least six boxes of gravy in my <laughs> cabinet at any time. Everyone should have a stash of gravy. If there's one takeaway from this episode, buy extra gravy. Buy just extra. for you, for your personal stash. Don't let anybody else know you have it. Yeah, keep it in the closet. <laughs> keep it in the closet. So Thanksgiving's coming up. Do you have like a favorite side? Like what's your vibe? on? Actually, should we let people in on what's going on here? Oh, yeah. The elephant in the room, or should I say the turkey in the room? The turkey in the room, <laughs> or should we say the turkey not in the room? We're, uh-huh. This is a very unconventional episode of On Brand. We were supposed to record a few days ago. Marissa wasn't feeling well. Alistair had to go out of town. We're literally, literally two days away from dropping this episode. Alistair's not here. He said every Everything up for us when he left. We're in his home without him. Daddy's gone. And <laughs> Daddy's gone. The kids are jumping on the bed with their shoes on. Yeah, I literally had shoes on, and then I was realized, oh, Al wouldn't want me to have my shoes on. Took my shoes off. We're recording in a different space, and Daddy's not here. And it's 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 everything's a little a little it might be a little silly. Yeah, it could be a little quirky. If you hear that tiny bit of excitement in our voice, it's like we've been left alone for the first time. Or if the audio sounds bad, that's also why. Well, then that's on. <laughs> Al, and when you can definitely let us know on Instagram that uh, he messed up. The it audio. was important to us to get this episode out in time on Wednesday so that you guys could have it for your flights to go see your family whom you love or hate. And it was also important for us to get this out because I've done a lot of research on the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. And when it looked like we weren't doing it, I was like, literally, this is coming out the day before Thanksgiving. I would have to wait a year because no, it would we... make no sense for this to come out next week. No, of course. We haven't missed a week yet. We've it's like our I think last episode was our six month anniversary. It was episode twenty six. Yeah, so we we haven't missed a week yet, and we still we still won't. You know, no, nope. we're committed to you guys. We we're thankful for you this year. Uh, you know what? I am thankful for you Aww. and Alistair and David and putting this podcast together and everyone that's reached out to us. I genuinely, truly am thankful for that because oh, it's absolutely. been such a fun ride so far and I can't wait to see where it goes. Our, our fan base, the brand freaks, they're, they're small but mighty and we love having <laughs> relationships with each and every one of you. It's really, it, it's like the highlight of my life. My sad? Life. <laughs> I have two kids. No? Sad? <laughs> it goes podcast, children, husband? <laughs> Well, it, it's it's definitely my the new thing we started this year that I am the most grateful for. So thank I would you say that. I would say I definitely put the brand freaks before some of my Taylor Swift merchandise. Not all. Wow. But before the popcorn bucket. Well, okay, because we haven't talked about Taylor Swift yet, and we're only like what three minutes in. Have you bought any of the new merch since last last week? You hadn't bought any of the new stuff that dropped. Did you end up succumbing to your? Swifty shop. I still haven't bought any of the Christmas merch. The couple things I had my eye on have not returned. She's been doing this annoying thing where she drops stuff at noon 
and it sells out honestly. So some of the stuff sells out. She's dropping old stuff that's been gone forever that we are coveting, and it sells out in 30 seconds. At Don't. noon? That's during like a child's school day. Aren't there? Aren't her fans like in school? Well, it's three on the East Coast, noon here. Okay, still. So you live in Sacramento, and you're in middle school. You're a Taylor Swift fan. You want the heart-shaped <laughs> vinyls. You literally have 25 seconds to get it in your cart and check out. Between science class and PE, that's what you're worried about? Come on. It's a nightmare. It's become a nightmare. No, I haven't bought anything, so I'm proud of myself for that. Well, I'm grateful for that. Speaking yeah. of grateful, I'm so excited to learn about the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. I'm sure we'll probably chat before we get into it as well, but just one little thing. My mom... Oh, oh boy. Oh, my God, Daddy. Okay. First I'm sorry. Flub, first okay. flub of the up. You know what? I'm going to share this with okay. the brand freak. So Ooh, every day at one eleven, I have an alarm that goes off and I take a selfie of myself. I started this in 2010. <laughs> I've now taken a daily photograph of myself at one eleven for... 13 going you, you know what is insane you say 2010 and in my mind that's three years ago i know and it's 13 <laughs> years ago and that so what wild. i like to do is whoever's with me i have them be in the picture it's just like a quick little time capsule okay we'll of, do a pic there we go and that's it that's Great. all you do and then i joke people are like oh that's such such a fun idea what are you going to do with it a lot of people have now done that i think there's apps now those didn't exist when i started this mm-hmm. i pioneered this but people are like what are you going to do with it blah, blah, and I'm like, honestly, at this point, it's for my funeral. So I have, you know, people need to put it together and assemble it and show it at my funeral. Your funeral is going to be so much work. I'm not looking forward to it, obviously, because it means you have died. <laughs> but I'm also not looking forward to like the committee that will have to be formed. There's a lot of things in place. I was actually thinking the other day, and I'm not even <laughs> joking, <laughs> that I need to update my funeral playlist because I have oh. a playlist of like songs to play at my yeah. funeral. And anytime I come across something, I'm like, that, that'll get them at the funeral. I throw it in that playlist. Thank God. One thing we don't have to do. No, yeah, that's ready to go. But I feel like I need to add some new songs into it. Last year during the Thanksgiving Day Parade or like, I mean, it starts, I feel like at 5 a.m. I'm sure you'll tell me, but it starts like really early. And my mom sent me a text like first thing in the morning and she's not like an early bird. She was very concerned that I wasn't going to show the Thanksgiving Day Parade to my children. Really? (laughs) It's funny because she's... Like, of all the values we have in our family, like, I was never pushed to, like, get great grades or, like, I didn't go to college. But she was like, (laughs) we we don't have any religion. But she was so reverent. And this is maybe, like, brands are, like, in my blood. Like, especially department stores. Right. Like, that generation is very reverent for department stores. Yeah. And she sent me, like, a text. She was like, are you guys watching the parade? And I was like, oh, no, we're just, whatever, making pancakes. We're just getting our day started. And she sent me, like, then a serious follow-up text that was like... (laughs) I really think it's important that she be exposed to the Thanksgiving Day Parade. This is an important part. I think she said this is an important part of American history. It is. And honestly, I've never heard her mention any war, moon landing, you know what I mean? Any other presidential elect, nothing. This is the part of U.S. history that she is like, show some goddamn respect. I had no idea. I didn't know she. I didn't know that this was a part of your family. Uh, I, I didn't really either. But department stores with that generation, like if you talked about like Nordstrom, she's like, oh, oh. Nordstrom. And there's all the... Macy's. All the, Bullocks. Yeah, Bullocks. There's all the ones that are gone, too. Yeah, that like, makes uh, them really sad. Dillard's. And <laughs> Dillard's. <laughs> McAlpin's. There's so many that aren't around anymore. My mom still has old Bullocks shopping bags in her closet that she, like, hangs on to. I love... Like, when I go to, like, an estate sale, I love coming across old shopping bags wow. or old food packaging. Usually food packaging you come across in the garage. You find amazing jars in the garage full of nails and stuff. For sure. In the bathroom, I re- recently acquired three old metal Band-Aid tins. <laughs> <laughs> And I love them. I don't know what I'm going to do with them. They're all full of random bolts and stuff, but I picked them up off the street. Isn't it so funny to think about the future that like our garbage, somebody will be like, ooh, score for like an old, though, does it translate now? An old, like dusty old stained cardboard Band-Aid box. Does anybody want that in 50 years, 100 years? interesting you say that because you think not. And I'm always like, well, what this uh, this piece doesn't matter. Piece. Like, it's a piece of art. <laughs> this piece doesn't matter because it's modern day. But I do think in like 
50 years will be like, oh, because they'll have something even lamer. Exactly. Through the lens of, of time. Yeah. Even like an old box of maxi pads. <laughs> okay. <laughs> will be like, ooh, score, $15. Though like with inflation, it'll be like $400. What a deal. What a deal, man. Now That's fun. So this is how, this is your brand loyalty running deep. Your your love of like Band-Aid brand um, yeah. tins. Well, and I don't know if you noticed uh, with Macy's, I wanted to pull a Taylor Swift last week and I threw an Easter egg into your show and brought up the Macy's Day Parade. I remember. That was an intentional Easter egg. Okay. My first one. And now I'm kind of, <laughs> I see why she's addicted to it. I'm going to give <laughs> clues to my future episodes hidden throughout and all the brand freaks are going to comb through them and try to figure out what I'm doing next. I love that. Yeah. So my association with the parade is kind of nil. Like I'm aware of it. I think it seems like a really cool thing. I would dare to say it's on my bucket list to view it once live, like in New York City and experience it. But I never get to see the parade because I do a thing on Thanksgiving morning. So like, I'm just never around. I literally, like you said, it starts early and it it runs for three hours. I thought when you said you wanted to see a live, you just meant like on TV. Like that was your like goal in life. I hoped that I could wake up one day by 6 a.m. and watch and lay in bed and watch it. No, like I want to feel, I mean, I would almost throw the ball dropping into that too. But for some reason, the ball dropping seems like such a nightmare. I've done it, honey. Oh, you have? I did it. Was it fun or like... Probably because well, you were younger. Yes, I was on a high school trip. Mm. So you're young. You're you're just thrilled, elated to be, uh, you know, away from your family. I remember you you watch it from very far away, which is probably how the parade is too. Like if you're actually there, yeah. Where the, unless you get there like five days before, you're watching it from like pretty far back. I even learned that like the really good seats, they don't even sell them. They're only given to friends of the Macy's employees and family. And yes. it's like a very, it's kind of an exclusive. I mean, yes, you can line up. There's definitely places you can go and see. Exactly. But. So I don't know how great that view is. And that's similar to how the ball drop was. You're like blocks away. A man was like peeing into a sewer grate, like a foot and a half away. Ugh. You know, it's never, you're so cold, which is I'm sure how this is too. Yeah. You're, I, I mean, earmuffs. Do you even own earmuffs? Uh, I do. I wear them when I go home for Christmas. Oh, I found a a fun pair of the band goes around the back, so it doesn't mess up my hair. That's kind of like a Guy Fieri style. No, no, (laughs) no. It's like Star Trek. And I don't like either of those things. I don't like Guy or Star Trek, but I really am not a fan of Guy. But he wears his sunglasses on the back of his head. No, I get it. So that's like your earmuffs. No, it doesn't give that vibe at all. What don't you like about Guy Fieri? Come on, he's nice. I don't know. It's probably he's probably a lovely man. I put him in my dislike pile until he does something to get out of it. He's on the avocado list. Okay. I think I explained that or before. Yeah. People can guess what that is. So, like I said, the parade is celebrating its 99th year. I actually did. St- wow, Betty White. Yes, she lived to be 99 too. From now on, just like in memoriam to Betty White, the number 99 is now just Betty White to me. Okay, That's fair. <laughs> but unlike Betty White, so instead say that the parade is 90 is is Betty. White years old. But unlike (laughs) Betty White, the parade will go on. (laughs) Betty White no longer is marching down. And I I am a huge, huge Betty White fan. Queen. Never had a chance to meet her. Worked on at two different places when they were going to her home. Tried to weasel my way in. Was never able to. One of my life's biggest regrets. I feel like I should have like hidden in someone's trunk. Oh, yeah. Should have done anything. I literally, at one of the jobs... Offered to be a production assistant. I was a, an archival producer at the time. And I was like, may I come to your shoot? I will bring Starbucks. I'll bring Betty White McDonald's because I know that she loved a McDonald's <gasps> oh cheeseburger. And I won't say a word. And he was like, mm, no. It made me so mad. Oh, my God. I'm surprised you didn't fight harder for that. I don't want to talk about it. I met her once on a Funnier Die film set. You did? I was an extra. I'm sure it hasn't been scrubbed from the internet. I think I was an extra. It was to promote the Ryan Reynolds, Sandra Bullock movie, The Proposal. I... I've watched The Proposal at least twice in the last six months. Are you kidding? It kept cycling on television. Wow. So I it was there was a Funnier Die film, film sketch. Babe, <laughs> see, this is what happens when we're left on our own. We're out of the biz. Yeah. A Funnier Die comedy skit promoting it. And I was at the craft services little snack table near Betty White. And I was, you know, when I see a f- table of free snacks, you and I are both the same. Yeah, I bring my backpack. Let's just say we load up. Yeah. yeah. Let's just say 
no Ziploc, empty Ziploc bag is safe from not being filled. <laughs> Let's just say went to a craft fair this weekend. They were giving out LaCroix, which I don't even like. You don't even like LaCroix. Left with three. <laughs> Why? Left with three. Why? You hate LaCroix. Three, I For know. For guests? Sure, sure. So I was at the table loading up on snacks, and uh, Betty White approached me. She was like probably getting like, you know, a slice of cucumber and a boiled egg. She saw me, and she goes... Honey, easy on the snacks. She did not. She did. Was she joking? Yes, it was. It didn't feel judgmental. It felt like she was like, I, I mean, I was like 21 probably. And she was just like, oh, honey, easy on the snacks. Oh, my To be God. lightly food shamed by Betty White. That's That would literally be the highlight of my life. I, I would want that mentioned in my obituary. I can't believe I haven't mentioned it on the pod yet. Wrote a book, Slightly Shamed by <laughs> Betty White. <laughs> Not in the, my school Wikipedia page, which you are now. A freak has added me, and last I checked, I, I, I remain. I wow. remain. Wow. My greatest achievement. Two greatest achievements, Betty White and Wikipedia page. That's amazing. All right, well, let's get, let's get into the parade for a minute. So just in a nutshell, let's talk about what this involves. It's a three-hour annual parade. Wait, take- I got to guess. <laughs> okay, so good joke, funny. They use helium. Literally, your breath just wrapped around my face, and you've been deathly sick for five days. I didn't come into your house this afternoon because I didn't no, want to enter no, your den of disease. Fine, you're fine. But thank you for now I'm trapped in Alistair's house for blowing it, on me. Worth it, worth it. Worth it. Everyone better be laughing. So it's a three-hour annual parade that takes place on Thanksgiving Day in Manhattan, and it's presented by Macy's. It takes 18 months of planning Over a dozen helium-filled balloons, more than 30 floats, 1,500 dancers and cheerleaders, 750 clowns, nothing more terrifying (laughs) than that. They've all convened in New York. Marching bands from around the country and over 8,000 participants, the bulk of which are Macy's employees, friends, and family. And then, of course, they have some professionals also. And that's, in a nutshell, that's what the parade is. So like I said, the parade's 99 years old. It started in 1924. Macy's, their flagship store was doing really well. They grew it to be almost the size of an entire city block. It got the nickname the world's largest store, and they wanted to celebrate that. And they also, you know, it is a store. They wanted to boost sales for Christmas. So they came up with this idea to have the parade. Two weeks before the parade, the president of Macy's, Herbert Strauss, announced to the city that New York was going to be treated to a -a one-of-a-kind holiday event unlike anything it had ever seen. They really played this up. It didn't get a ton of media attention, but it did get some. And and they were reporting on what was to be expected of this parade. I have an annoying um, (laughs) question that you probably didn't research, but it just popped in my mind when you're talking about like new york city the greatest spectacle this town has ever seen it seems like it was really hard to get the permits to close the streets (laughs) was that like was that hard i i don't i honestly don't know i'm not even mad that's a fine question i didn't look into the logistics of uh, like how many people had to take care of the paperwork Doesn't for the parade? Doesn't that seem hard, though? Like, to be like, we're closing from Fifth Avenue until, I don't know any other streets in New York. I'm a Cali girl. But it seems like a lot of paperwork. I'm just, as I'm breaking down what I'm going to talk about on uh-huh. the pod, I'm like, balloons hit the scene. The plane incident, which we'll get to. Street closures. None of them are <laughs> street closures. And how they were handled. So I mentioned, um, I just said to John, as an aside, I said, I think my mom might have been on a float in the Macy's Day Parade. And I'm going to text her really quickly. She said, yes. A little ski deck to promote skiing mm. with uh her friend john clendenin a, a skier and Susie chaffee who was known as Susie chapstick she was the chapstick spokesgirl wow my mom was on a float in a macy's day parade well you know what maybe we don't do guests on our show but maybe just maybe we'll do a quick little iphone interview with her oh, she and would post love it that. on instagram she could, she could come in on per- in person and do it wow okay so let me get back to where i was so Here's what the media, here's what they were telling everybody. The parade is going to contain floats, wild animals, brass bands, tumbling clowns, giants, midgets, cowboys, cowgirls, (laughs) freaks, bears, 
elephants, camels, monkeys, promise to give children an event to remember. A group of 35 clowns will referee a wrestling bout what? between what? two grizzly bears. Are and you kidding? There will be performing lions as well. Uh, yeah, yeah, a kid isn't going to forget that. This is 1924. God. So let's go through some of the differences between the parade then and the parade now. Biggest difference, it wasn't the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. It was the Macy's Christmas Parade. Wow, bombshell. Christmas Parade. Wow. For the first three years. Because the whole idea of the parade was, it, the parade ended, you're bringing Santa Claus in, you're dropping him off at Macy's, you're starting the Christmas holiday. Santa is at the Thanksgiving Day Parade. He's the big reveal at the yeah. end. Yeah. They didn't have balloons at first for the first three years. They got animals from the Central Park Zoo. There was oh 25 God. animals, and they would... <sighs> It would be like an, and I have a picture. We'll put it on Instagram. Elephants, like with a tarp over it that says Macy's on the side, and they just trotted these elephants down. What a weird day for those animals. They live in the zoo, which, by the way, I mean, I have a very, I have a lot of bad opinions, and I'm not ashamed of them. I think like the best life for an animal is in the zoo because you don't have to like constant food, constant food. You don't have to fight for your life. I mean, if you watch one nature documentary and you're like, honey, the only sad things about zoos is that not all animals can be in them. Okay. Well, and as someone like me that likes to lay around, it's like. <laughs> I'm more on zoo's side than I am on wildlife side. I'm sure people will say like, oh, zoos are bad, animals, whatever. Uh, just ask, ask yourself what life you would rather have. But what a weird day for those animals. <laughs> They're like living their life. They're chilling under a little water feature, being like tossed a bucket of a slop. And then they're like brought out on a leash into the city. Like that is mind-blowing. Hitting two bears against each other. Listen, I know you guys are friends. <laughs> we need you. To pretend to fight. And not actually hurt each other. Don't actually hurt each other because you're very important when you're coming back to the zoo later today. Or is that why there's no there weren't animals? That's why they switched to balloons is because the bears just killed oh, each other. You'll find out oh boy. why they switched. I love this list of attractions because it was just like one of those brainstorming meetings where everything's getting getting written on the whiteboard. Freaks. You like someone's like, I mean? should we have freaks? Yes, of course we Whoever should. Whoever has the marker is like, great. Uh, there's no bad ideas. Freaks. And then they were like, great, Freaks is on the list. It's getting on the poster. Hey, you guys, I have a friend that's a giant. Do you think he could be in it? Um, How big? Uh, He's a giant. He's like seven and a half feet tall. Well, if we're doing height stuff, I have a friend who, I don't know if we can say this word anymore, but he, let's just say he's a little guy. A midget? Yeah, bring him along. <laughs> that was from 1924. These, none day. of these things reflect the views of the podcast host. A vintage poster advertising this attraction Oh my God! Can you imagine? We'll post it on our Instagram. There I was want like a one full page, n a newspaper ad showing it all. I'd kill for one. The theme for the first parade was children's like fairy tales, mm -hmm. so like floats were all in that theme. There was a mother goose. <laughs> You're gonna love this. It was a mother goose theme. Red Riding Hood, Miss Muffet, Three Men in a Tub, and the old <laughs> Three Men in a Tub. Now we're talking, <laughs> <laughs> right? I know. I would man that float. <laughs> but seriously, and then there was also the old woman who lived in a shoe and there was a side note on that that said a score of kitties will take turns receiving their traditional spanking what? from the old woman what so they're going to this parade being brought upon a float and spanked god i love the i 20s. love the 20s <laughs> i live for this time period where everything's available nothing is off limits nobody has made any rules about anything yeah it's crazy God, how so. insane 20s with like modern medicine take me back well then now that i think about it you know what the 20s led into what uh, the 30s which were the great depression yeah so. Maybe, you, you know. Well, wait, what year was this? 1924. Thank okay, you for so listening. Okay, so let's just go back to 24. <laughs> I was going to say 23. 99 years. The math is, it's all right there. You've Betty been White. given many clues for what you're You know you're I'm not a math girl. I know. I don't blame you. So the parade was only two blocks long, but it traveled. It zigzagged all over town. It traveled for like six miles. They deliver Santa six to Six miles. Those are some tired elephants. Yeah, right? It's a long, it was Whew. a long day. They get to Macy's and there's this incredible window display because what else would a department store do in the 20s it was all about the window display and the window display had hundreds of marionettes and puppets and all these themes and it just sounds i don't have a picture of that but i do have some pictures of the first day of the parade i have pictures of the elephants with the tarps it sounded really magical there's varying estimates of how many people watch this anywhere from two hundred fifty thousand to a million oh but God. the bottom line it was an incredible success for 
Macy's. And the next day in the newspaper, Macy's put out a letter that said, thank you so much for letting us do this. Mark the date for next year because this is now an annual tradition that Macy's will be giving as a gift to the city of New York and the world. And it took off from there. Wow. Just when you'd mentioned the the beautiful, iconic department store windows. Yeah. Doesn't that just make your heart stir in the most magical way? Yeah, because I feel like I've seen cool storefront windows, but not like they were in like where it was like people would like they would be blocked off for like a month or whatever and be created and unveiled and everyone's got because like they didn't have much else to do oh no there was no tiktok people were just staring at a window tiktok there was like barely radio (laughs) i don't even think there wasn't even tv well i'm just thinking of the macy's the macy's near us that just closed how far how far from a macy's display window could that macy's exterior be it looks like a goddamn prison it was rough it was a rough macy's but i will say i enjoy a rough store because they usually have hard to find items because no one goes there yeah but for me like it's hard to see value in things when they're like piled up and stomped on and we've talked about this a little bit before about plate stores that where it's just like everything is just descended into like zombiedom macy's and glendale it looks like like that yeah it looks like everything's been ravaged, like post-apocalyptic. And that's how that Macy's was. And the exterior just, it looked like a prison. It looked like an orphanage. It was so sad. Yeah. And just to think how far that company fell, like into from caring about stuff like that. I know. There's still, like Nordstrom will do beautiful window displays. Anthropology has a stunning, that's like a job there. Yeah. My sister-in-law did that for a little while, did like the displays of anthropology. And so that is like... They're they're putting a lot of attention and care into that shopping experience. Yeah. Macy's, it's not for this episode, but Macy's quit a long time ago. Well, but even places like Anthropology, like you and I have said, we used to get this cute card in the mail mm-hmm. every year. Like things slowly disappear. Those like, details matter. I love like I'm a huge fan of I Love Lucy, and I would love it when she would go shopping or you see it in any of those old shows, and they come back with like everything you bought came in boxes, like well-made boxes. Gift wrapping. Gift wrapping. Included. A lovely bag. It just, it looked like a really fun time. The idea, well, and this is like just the department store in general of this time. I feel like 20s through 60s maybe was the heyday of the department store. Is that what you would say? 20s through 60s? Maybe 70s. Yeah, yeah. It was like pre-shopping center, maybe. And then another resurgence in the 80s. In the 80s. But the department store elegance, I'm yes, thinking of, yes. Where it's like, you'll get dressed up and it's like right. truly an event. And that's where you're going to get like the best of everything and to get the service. Like the yeah. service. We always talk about service. We're big service gals. Yeah. Where that's a lost art. Yeah. To be ushered through a shopping experience like, and you just feel... Like royalty. It's beautiful. My sister has a traumatic story about being in a, I think it's a Macy's, where um, somebody sprayed perfume in her face. Uh, <laughs> and I think my mom laughed, and my sister's like still really mad about it. Oh, but shit. Do, I just laughed. <laughs> but do you remember where you would be like walking walking through like a fragrance department, and it was like, sir, sir, try our new scent. Yeah, Calvin Ma'am, Klein. M- Calvin Klein. Yeah. Like, oh. And they just get doused with it. What a time to be alive. I, will, for one, love to f- like to smell good for free. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I really just like free stuff. <laughs> Man, I do. I'll take anything for free. I will go out of my way for something free. Yeah, it's very weird. Okay, now what would you say if I told you that the Macy's Christmas Parade wasn't the first parade in New York City? I'd call you a liar. Well, (laughs) you'd be wrong. (laughs) What if I told you that when the Macy's Christmas Parade came around, they already had the Ragamuffin Parade. What? The Ragamuffin Parade. Okay. Have you ever heard of Ragamuffin Day or Parade? No. Well, neither had I. (laughs) And I've learned about it. So, like I said, before the Macy's Parade, there was this, it it was a day that became a parade. And what it was in a nutshell was the children, this, it did take place in other places, but mostly in New York. Can I guess what it is? Yes, I would love all They let all the orphans out of the orphanage to march around the street to see if anybody should get adopted. And they called them Ragamuffins because it was the 1920s orphan annie i actually feel like that is a much better that would have been a much more appropriate it's like let all the stray cats out yeah yeah and show your face and someone will someone will fall in love with you for sure no it was normal kids and you know i use the word normal whatever i mean it was the 20s nothing was normal nothing right (laughs) regular children would dress up as homeless 
as they would say back then, hobos. Uh They were called ragamuffins and go around from house to house (laughs) asking for things for Thanksgiving. So people would give them fruit. They'd give them a penny. They'd give them candy. Wait, this is like trick-or-treating? Okay, we're getting there. Okay. We're getting there. I love the idea. Imagine if... Now we say unhoused. Imagine if unhoused people were still called ragamuffins and yeah. like, and the mayor was like running on like the ragamuffin crisis. We need ragamuffin housing first. Uh, yeah. It would definitely add some levity to a very serious, <laughs> serious issue, issue taking place in our country. Did you ever dress as a, uh, in my 80s You're going to say hobo. Hobo was a popular Halloween costume. Right. You had the stick. A stick with a little bindle. The kerchief with your belongings uh-huh. in it. I think that was given to us through film and television. Yes. And there was a lot of romanticizing of like, you know, riding the rails, boxcar children. No, I never did that. I I, I went as Kiss one year. I went as a, <laughs> just a woman one year. I was like, I'm going to be a woman this year. <laughs> What woman? It doesn't matter. Just a woman. Just a woman. So I guess um, that's been going on for a while then, kids wanting to dress up like little ragamuffins. Well, yeah, let's play this out. So it started as a day. It became a parade. The kids would march through the street and, and beg for money. The Macy's parade came along, and that kind of started to dwindle the interest in the ragamuffins. And then the Great Depression hit, and people started to kind of get bent out of shape that kids were asking for anything because nobody had anything. Well, yeah, and then aren't the kids just, like, actually ragamuffins? Yeah, exactly. So then it kind of fell out of favor, and then in the 40s and 50s, Halloween kind of replaced that idea and... It was kind of a handoff, and I never had heard that about it. That is so crazy. And I found it very interesting. So, like, when people were brainstorming Halloween, because as we imagine, there's a meeting for everything. They were like, remember being a ragamuffin? Remember, <laughs> like, kids would dress up like ragamuffins and go door to door, and they'd get, like, a penny or, like, a can of broth? <laughs> what if we do that in October? Right. And then the kids can dress up whatever they want. They don't have to dress up as ragamuffins. They can just, like, you know, whatever they want. The sheet goes, cut out eyes, little witch, little pumpkin. And they get candy. Yeah. People are like, great. I'm on board. I'm totally on board. We're out of the depression. I'm happy to share the wealth. Mm-hmm. Let's make it happen. That is wild. Took off. That's so crazy. So there's some fun fact for the day. All right. So now let's jump to 1927. We're three years into the parade. This is a milestone year for the parade. This very cool man named Tony Sarge is brought in. Tony Sarge was a German-American puppeteer and an illustrator. Very, very cool artist. I highly recommend everybody look him up. I didn't. Go, I don't go too deep into him on this today, but he could be a whole show upon himself. He's, he's like an artist in the way I see Bjork of the time. Like just very creative and imaginative and making this amazing art and doing all this like cool stuff. So... Look up Tony Sarge, last name S-A-R-G. So they bring him in. His nickname is America's Puppet Master. He does the window displays for Macy's and does those marionettes and stuff. So 1927, the president of Macy's is like, Tony, listen, the kids are getting freaked out by the animals. (laughs) Are you serious? They're scared to f***ing death. (laughs) What else can we do? That is hilarious and the bears are like thank god thank god i <laughs> bring, can just stay bring in us back to the zoo <laughs> what happened our lives they all have ptsd oh my god so, so tony's like you know what i'm thinking balloons what do kids love balloons what do kids love balloons mm-hmm. and so 1927 he creates a giant felix the cat which i know is a branded thing and that's a, was a very popular character at the time branded balloons were not the majority at the time what were they just like balloon shaped balloons no it would be like the cowboy or like it would be like how lego oh, makes their minifigures and see. it's like you know waiter or like dog or like, there was a large balloon of a waiter no but i'm just saying like a generic <laughs> okay okay but people but they were balloons of people and animals and animals like right. yeah things like that they were like remember how we had like a human giant and a human freak let's have a balloon giant and a balloon freak exactly great so tony makes these balloons they were produced by the goodyear tire and rubber company in akron ohio shout out to ohio and some of his balloons even had sound effects like the dog had a barking sound effects the alligator made a hissing sound alligators hiss i know i thought i guess there's only (laughs) 
probably a limit to the sounds he could make. But yes, he made a hissing. They were like, okay, we have an alligator balloon. It was like, and the dog barks. It's like, well, what sound out? It's like chomp, chomp. Uh, I can do hiss, hiss. Sure, fine. Put it in. The kids will just be happy to not be terrified. They're like, well, the alligators don't really hiss. He's like, listen, I've already bought the hissing guy, so <laughs> something's got to hiss. The, at one point, they had a Pinocchio that needed 20 handlers just for oh. his nose. <laughs> How fun is that? Just 20 people <laughs> marching down the street. <laughs> holding that up, sounds insane. Holding up Pinocchio's nose. How, wait, how big is the balloon? Babe, modern day balloons, and we're going to get there in the balloon section, take 90 handlers. That is great. 20 handlers for the nose? For the nose. Okay, that... If you have one fun fact <laughs> to say as you're waiting for the gravy to get passed down to you at the table, this is the one you say. Did you know that it took 20 people to carry that nose <laughs> through Manhattan? <laughs> oh, my. You're giving everybody a lot of fun facts for the table. This yes. is great. This is why I wanted to do this episode because it is perfect. a lot of really fun stuff. Okay. Now, speaking of fun stuff, let's talk about this first year of introducing balloons. There was no procedure in place to deflate the balloons. What? At the end of the parade, <laughs> they were just <laughs> released into the air. No. They were released into the air oh, and my set God. free. They would be spotted going over buildings. They would go out to sea. They eventually all popped, which for some reason surprised everybody. So 1928 comes around, and they create a valve that at 20,000 feet, it will slowly start to deflate. So at the end of the parade, again, they release the balloons in 1928. Why is that the plan? You have a valve. It's 1928. You made a valve. They made a valve to still release them, but they wouldn't pop. They would float around for a few days. Put, put it on a long rope <laughs> and lower it back down. That wasn't the plan. <laughs> Guys. That's not what they came up with. It took this <laughs> bunch of people. They're like, so should we reel them in? Should we just deflate them? We have the oh, valve. No, 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 God. no. Just let them go. They'll float around for a few days. Here's what I'm thinking we're going to do. This is how we ended up in our like consumerism crisis where there was no sense of scarcity of any materials. They were like, just let them go. We'll, more. we'll make another one next year. Don't even get me started on scarcity of materials because I, I, I'm not going into it on this. I didn't make a thing for we're it. But helium, helium is a non-renewable source. Your children's children will never know a balloon. Let's just say that. Your children's children will never know a balloon. Now we're going into it. <laughs> helium is used for like heart machines and hospitals, but the two biggest users of helium are Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade <gasps> and the American government. So there you go. Oh, Though I did wow. read that the amount they use is very small compared to what, but still, I have a whole thing about helium, but that's not what this pod's about. We, that'll be a separate pod. That's a separate <laughs> pod. So 1928, they have the valve, the balloons float around for a few days. Crazy. Macy's puts a return address on the balloon. So if you go out and you find the balloon and bring it back to Macy's, you will get a $100 reward. $100 from 1928 to now is about sixteen dollars to $1,700. So, okay, you say if you find the balloon. This balloon seems, what's it made out of, first of all? Rubber. It's made of rubber. Yeah. So it's so big that 20 people have to hold up Pinocchio's nose. Yeah. This balloon seems like when it deflates, it will, like, cover a school. You like, think that? what do you mean? Because you think you find that. It? But think, like, if we had a big balloon here at your house and let it go, like, once it hits like La Cunata. Like, <laughs> and it, you're thinking of a time when we have cell phones. Like, it's just loose. There's no cameras on it. It's just out there, man. God, this plan is so stupid. And it's up in the sky. They can't get it until it starts to come down. So you have to, like, chase it. So... This became a chaotic event, needless to say, $1,600. People are losing their minds trying to get these balloons. Sometimes a bunch of people would converge on a balloon at once and rip it to shreds, and they would have arguments about who gets the reward, who has the biggest piece. Okay. This is insane. Get us to 1932 when this all comes to head. You have the Macy's Parade. You release the balloons. <laughs> Was that part of the parade? Like, and now the releasing of the balloons. And guys, they everyone just like all at once, like, let's go. I think they were released as maybe as they arrived in the back. I don't know. Ugh, I don't picture it being ceremonious. But insane. listen to this story. Okay, okay. 1932. Yes. There happens to be a woman, an aviation student, 
taking a flying lesson. Oh, my God. She's flying a plane with her instructor and sees a Macy's Day balloon. Wow. She's like, I'm getting that balloon. <laughs> she beelines to the balloon, hits it with her plane. <gasps> the balloon gets caught up in everything, gets caught up in the wing. She starts to plummet. That was her plan? This was her plan Okay, in she should not be a pilot. Too dumb. The plane starts to plummet. Apparently, she looks down. She sees hundreds of... This is what it said in the newspaper. Sees 200 children looking up. All the people looking are gasping as the plane starts to spiral towards the Snoopy's earth. Snoopy's head is whipping around. Yes. So the instructor is sitting there like, okay. He's like, you know what? To be fair, learning how to spiral a plane is part of what you have to do to get your license. He lets it spiral for oh like gosh. a thousand feet until it gets to 150 feet from the ground. He takes over controls, levels out the plane. They both live. I don't know if she got the balloon or the credit, but that's when Macy's was like, you know what? We're just going to deflate the balloons ourselves. Uh, oh, God. This is so many bad ideas. It's like killing me. Can you imagine? That's how desperate people were at the time for money, that you would be willing to fly your plane into a balloon. I mean, it seems like... I I honestly... Sure, bring it back. Do it this year. Let them go. Give away $1,600. See what happens. It it will be no different. People will be losing their minds. Also, you're allowed to pop the balloon. Shouldn't the balloon be intact? If it's busted, that's no good. Well, now there's a whole new... Now balloons are used for multiple years, and they're kept in a But back in the day, like, she thought, oh, I can just ram my plane into the balloon and then get my $1,600. I think you just had to have the majority of the balloon. I don't think that they were too... If it was, like, ripped. Because they did talk about people bringing in pieces. This is the craziest story I've ever heard in my life. I know, right? Macy's. Who knew? Who knew this story was here? Everyone, I hope you enjoy this pie talk. <laughs> I'm going to call this entire episode pie talk. While you guys are all stuffed from your fake turkey or real turkey or whatever, throw all this stuff out. No, this is like for when your uncle says something like really inappropriate or like asks you like when you and your husband are going to ha- try to have a baby uh, and you and you need something to kind of like pivot the conversation to something a little more light. This is like these are in your toolkit. So let's talk about balloons in general, what it takes nowadays to do the balloon. So the bullet point of getting a balloon from thought to parade is it starts with a pencil sketch. Then they have to analyze the aesthetics and the aerodynamics and the engineering. They make scaled down clay models. They make two small replicas. One is marked with technical details. One is to get figure out the coloring. The models are immersed in water to figure out how much helium they're going to need. Oh, my God. And then finally, the schematics are scanned on a computer and the fabric is made and they heat seal it and create the whole balloon. A first time balloon. I don't know where this number came from. It's the only number I found. Costs about $190,000. Wow. A balloon that is being reused, that is not being created for the first time, is still $90,000 a year. And they complete the balloons by Halloween. They're stored in, there is a Disney balloon studio which sounds so cool it's literally an entire studio that's just for this i was gonna say this would be an amazing museum because those like little models and stuff like that or like a a museum you know like when you can like walk through and kind of see like the scientists working like in a museum yeah like if you could kind of do a little walk through and like so fun i don't know if they do tours or not but i would love to see it and they line them up against the wall they don't blow up the balloons until the day before and that's something they do outside it's something the public can come to people love to see it it's really fun it only takes about 90 minutes to inflate a balloon only takes about 15 to deflate it which is pretty interesting. They're testing it with helium? I'm wondering. That's a lot of helium wasted. Well, and just and then when you deflate it, does everybody who live who's like within the vicinity are they all talking like this? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great question. I don't know if it just gets deflated helium. into the air or it ha- I hate that it's not they can't somehow recapture it. Yeah, recapture it. So the people that are in charge of a balloon is called a balloon pilot. Drunk with power. Yeah. Basically <laughs> drunk with power. <laughs> balloon pilot is a job where you walk in front of the balloon and direct everyone else that's handling the balloon to navigate the route. Now to become a pilot. There is a class. Macy's offers classes three times a year. There's training. You have to be able to walk backwards for two and a half miles. I'm out. Yeah, me too. <laughs> like two and a half steps and I'm out. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I would, could never be a balloon pilot. 
they have these classes where that you can go there and you can practice. I don't know. I'm assuming they must use helium for the practice balloons. They probably do one balloon and let you go out into a course and practice it. But I thought, you that know, I, fun. I could see that being something that there's people that would really are proud to be a balloon pilot. Absolutely. That's like a badge of honor. Like a dream come true. Um, here's a fun little fact. Balloon that's been in the parade the most times. I'm going to say Felix. Mm, no. Snoopy? Snoopy. Snoopy. Over 40 times. Wow. Yeah. Um, there's several types of balloons. They have novelty balloons, which are the oldest. Those are small balloons like the Macy Star or pumpkins or ice cream cones. Sometimes they fit on a person's head. Well, It only takes one to 30 people to handle those. <laughs> They have character balloons, which are larger. They're the more popular ones. You got your Bugs Bunny, your Smurfs, your Charlie Brown. Each of these are handled by 90 people. Crazy. 90 people. You have heritage balloons, which are fun. They are recreations of classic parade balloons that are being brought back to try to gain a new audience. The freak, the giant. Are they volunteers, I'm assuming, all of the handlers? Most everyone that works the parade is either a Macy's employee or a friend or family of a Macy's it employee. It feels like something that you that people would just be thrilled to do. Just oh, yeah. Honor. Yeah. And then as I mentioned in the intro, there's this whole balloon language. The people that make the balloons are called balloonatics. They make faloons, which is a combination of a float and balloon. It's like a float-based balloon. Mm. Since 1986, they've got balloonicles, which is a balloon in a vehicle, which is a self-powered balloon. You got, I can't even say it, a flow lunatic, a flow lunical, <laughs> which is a combination of a float balloon and a vehicle, which is a self-moving whatever. It's all of it put together. It's wow. just crazy. And like I said, they do this all in the studio, which is sounds like a really magical place. What a cool job. So that's the balloon stuff. And that's what I really think is the most iconic part of the Macy's Parade. That's amazing. And if we want to just bounce through some timeline stuff, sure. 1932, we've got the first radio broadcast. So up until now, for the first eight years, this is a New York-only event. Like, it wasn't broadcast anywhere. Wow. 1932, it's broadcast, but only on radio. So talk about, like, <laughs> a thing not made for radio. And here oh comes God. Snoopy. Wow, like... <laughs> he sure is large. <laughs> is that, wait, 17, 18, 19, 20 people holding Pinocchio's nose if you can imagine that you'll have to because this is radio i mean it was there wasn't much else to compete i'm sure people were gathered around the radio just to hear how many people were holding up pinocchio's nose i know 1934 10 years into the parade mickey mouse is introduced because of course disney got their mm-hmm. got to get their characters in there now the parade has run every year since 1924 except 1942 43 and 44 mm. World War II. Mm. Supplies were always an issue for World War II. Macy's took the rubber from the balloons and donated it to the war so they could use it for war efforts. And there was no Whoa. parade for those three years. So somebody was like making a gas mask out of like Snoopy's nose? Yeah. That's All those crazy. balloons saved people's lives. They gave them 650 pounds of rubber to the wow. U.S. government for the war. Are your legs getting bandaged up with Tweety Bird's <laughs> leg? I don't know. We can do it all. You could make a bunch of uh, rubber band-aids out of a hissing alligator. Betty Boops. Why is my sling hissing? Oh, he got the hissing piece. <laughs> All right, 1946. Okay, this is really what made the Thanksgiving Day Parade iconic. Mm. Do you know what it is? TV, baby. It wasn't TV, but 1946. Iconic. Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade appears in... Color. Miracle on 34th Street. Oh, yeah. The movie. The 1946 Parade. They actually shot sequences that would be in the movie at the actual parade. So... The actor that played Santa Claus is in the float. That's cute. Apparently, they had nine cameras going simultaneously. They were only obviously able to like do one take for everything. It was like a scramble all day to get the shots that they needed. It was bitterly cold that day, but they pulled it off. The next year that movie comes out, it's an instant classic. And the rest is history, 1948, 1953. They start airing it on NBC. It becomes something that the whole country can enjoy. Oh, yeah. That's probably when your mom, I don't know when your mom. She was, <laughs> she was born in 48, so she was a child yeah. in front of the TV. Yeah, so who knows? She probably, I would love to, when we interview her for her Instagram profile. She'll love that. We'll find out when she first watched the parade. And then, of course, you can't talk about the parade without mentioning the Rockettes. 1958, the Rockettes show up. 
They've been in the parade every year since then. A couple fun facts about the Rockettes. <laughs> they can kick 650 times in one day. And there's been over 3,000 women who have performed as they, Rockettes. They can kick 650... Did you say 650,000? No, just 650. <laughs> okay, 6,000 is more reasonable. <laughs> can you 650 imagine? times in one day. That's good. Okay, so your aunt has just um, asked you if when you're going to maybe get serious about going back to college or something, and you're like, did you know <laughs> that the Rockettes can kick 650 times in one day? And now the conversation has shifted. Everyone's forgotten about her pride. Everyone's forgotten. Everyone's on board with that. I love I'm it. I'm still picturing someone that was trying to kick 650,000 times a day. Because <laughs> I feel like you would have to start kicking in your sleep. You'd have to create like a kicking machine. I mean, those Guinness World Records are so crazy that I'm sure somebody made a kicking machine and they're now they're in the record books. I love that. In 1963, after JFK's assassination, the parade was only six days after it. Whoa. But they decided to put it on anyway because they thought it would lift the spirits of the country. Absolutely. Absolutely. For 9-11, they had a very special parade. There was a Statue of Liberty float that had flags of all 50 states. They had floats for the firemen and policemen. They had a Big Apple float. They did a whole thing. That's great. So that was really nice. And now, if you'll indulge me, I have our boring fact of the pod. The parade is tied with America's Thanksgiving parade in Detroit for being the second oldest Thanksgiving Day Parade in the United <laughs> States. Philadelphia's Thanksgiving Day Parade started four years earlier. Oh, God. Tied so for... So not only is it second, <laughs> it's tied, tied for, for second. second. Oh, That's not something they're putting on the press kit. Definitely not. That was a rough <laughs> one. Not going to lie. That Use that fact only if you're very desperate. Yeah. Very desperate. Yeah. Or to like that your aunt that you hate mm-hmm. that keeps asking like, why don't you have a girlfriend? Because uh-huh. I'm gay. That's right. The first floats were pulled by horses and that went all the way into 1939. Whoa. Just to give you a different visual of clip what that clop. looked like. So clip you've got clop, clip, clop. Clip, clop. You've got elephants draped with Macy's paraphernalia and horses probably crapping all over the streets of New York for miles and miles. Wow. And I think that's what I have to tell you. About the Macy's Thanksgiving Day You know parade. what? I have never really had a super big enthusiasm for like appointment viewing of the Macy's Day Parade. If I'm like up, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to throw that on while I'm whatever. I think now I have to watch. Yeah. I, that's why, I mean, listen, because I had research and learned all this stuff, I did want to get this podcast out. Yeah. And of course, your health is more important. And out- no. Well, no, I know it's not. The pod comes first. Because I think now there will be people that watch the parade on Thursday and be like, oh my God, did you know this? Or blah, blah, blah. Or For sure. De- definitely. I hope this show has inspired everybody. Because yes. I'm inspired. I hope everybody's inspired to, depending on your time zone, wake up at the crack of dawn. Yeah, ours is early. <laughs> I feel like it's like 8 o'clock in New York, so it is probably 5 o'clock I here. I think it is. So whatever time zone you're in, Put on the Thanksgiving Macy's Day Parade. And now you have so many fun facts to share with your family. And a deep appreciation to my mom was right. This is an important part of American history. Yeah. You gotta get my pe- mom you was gotta right. get the kids in on it. I will. Starting I this year. Will. And look up Tony Sarge. I highly, if you're into art or creative people or people that have kind of been lost to history a little bit, there is or they're just finished an exhibit at the Norman Rockwell Museum on him. <gasps> I actually called them to make sure I knew how to say his last name. I you know called he- the Norman Rockwell Museum? I did. My I- favorite museum in America. Is it your favorite because it's the only one you've been to? Or No, I've been to, I've been to maybe four museums. <laughs> Boy, it's up there. Yeah, I know. I remember you I and David going it. there. But they were very kind and told me that you pronounce it Sarge. I think I was the youngest person in the Norman Rockwell Museum maybe by 60 years. <laughs> oh, I believe it. I believe it. Oh, before we go, I would like to give you one piece of brandtastic news. Okay, so I know that you're not big on social media, but I saw a video on social media of a woman whose car had completely been destroyed by fire. I saw this. You did? Yes. Completely destroyed by fire. She's like showing us everything. It is charred. It looks like Anakin Skywalker in episode three when he gets falls in the lava. Like mm-hmm. it's destroyed. She goes in the console and she's got her Stanley cup there, which you have 
a knockoff I have a one knockoff. sitting People right next to you. I don't it. like those cups. I'm a big cup fan, but I do not get the trend of these cups, but that's not what the story's about. That's another episode. Uh, so Stanley's she, on my list. Of she like rips the Stanley out of the console. It's like melted in there. You can feel like the give it has. She rips it out and you can hear ice clinking in it. She's like, well, the Stanley still has its ice in it. And that was the video. So apparently everyone started responding to him and be like, Stanley, you got to give this woman some new Stanleys, blah, blah, blah. The I don't know who it was at Stanley. I'm assuming the president or PR person made a video and was like, hey, we saw your video. Everyone reached out to us. Of course, we're going to give you some Stanleys to replace yours. But what we would like to do, it's not something we've ever done. It's probably not something we'll ever do again. But we would like to replace your car. And I just thought, listen, whatever else you do this year, Stanley, that is brand-tastic. That is brandtastic. That is brandtastic across the board. It is a kind thing to do. It is also the most incredible PR yeah. and marketing you could ever have. Yeah. Because that is the thing. And, and I do want to do Stanley maybe in January yeah. because this is like a huge brand right now to show that your beverage will stay ice cold <laughs> even when being engulfed in flames. When your life is at its worst and your car is just stripped from you in the worst, most hot way possible. And they have that genuine moment. They didn't have to fabricate it in like a fake viral, whatever, a real viral video highlighting the value of the product. And then the company responds in a way that is like so generous. I mean, that is that is a marketing marvel, yeah. I'll say. That was extremely well done. I love that story. And I guess he said something we'll probably never do again so that people don't just start lighting their cars on fire to get a free car. <laughs> which is fair. Which is fair. Because people will. If people are chasing balloons 199 years ago with their plane, I know. they'll definitely set their car on fire. Anything so. anything to get, a, to get something for free, which we know. So my mom was on a Thanksgiving Day parade float, and she followed up to say she was part of the Heart Brand Ski Team. So this is a lot of old names. So you know how, like, people from, like, from an older generation will, like, reference people who were big celebrities at the time, and then you're like, I don't know who any of these people are. Yeah. What I'm about to read is filled with those, So, but it's still, it still is cute. I was a part of the Heart Ski Team. Afterward, I sat at the bar with Eddie Albert and Lauren Green, both very nice. I turned down an invitation to dinner from Eddie Albert, who knew there was a bar in Macy's. Thanks for the memory. So that's my mom. She was on the Macy's Day float in 1970 with Susie Chapstick, the oh spokesgirl for Chapstick. Gosh. Maybe yeah. I can find an old picture of my mom on a float. We I was going to say, that would be really cool. I'm sure, yeah, there's got to be an archive that would have that. Or She should... she probably has it somewhere. I'll, I'll dig around. That's really fun. And Eddie Albert, I know that name. He was very popular. I'm sure. Of the day. But I can't picture what he did. My mom is full of uh, names of old celebrities who hit on her in the 70s. Names that I don't know. All right. Well, that almost wraps up our Thanksgiving episode. I'd like to do a shout out to a brand freak. So this and, let's, is... and we'll just say we're thankful for each and every one of you. Oh, absolutely. We we'll get to top. all of you at some point. Mm -hmm. This one stood out this week because she wrote us on the side. She wanted to let us know that she discovered our show from our trailer before we had any episodes out. She's listened to every episode since then. And I'm not saying that you have to listen to every episode to be a brand freak, but it definitely helps. <laughs> um, but she said that she was very much affected from the Pillsbury episode because she had come across a vintage Pillsbury Doughboy cookie jar and bought it and really enjoyed it. So she just wanted to share that with us. She sent us a picture. Her name is Natty or Natalia. So Natalia, you are the freak of the week. And we want to thank you for reaching out and letting us know that you enjoy the show and that that episode meant something to you and sharing your pictures and being a part of the family. And we're thankful for you. Yeah, we're, we're so grateful. Anytime you guys interact with us, just send us messages. It really... we. We honestly, we share them all with each other. We screen cap them and send them to each other. They really make our day. Well, thank you so much for listening, everybody. We hope that you learned something that you can share with your families. I hope everyone has a beautiful holiday weekend and find all the things that you're thankful for. As we mentioned, we're very, very grateful for the podcast and for this community. And uh, if you enjoy the show, we would really love if you could give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And if you feel inclined, if you have a few seconds, write a review. So like write like a little blur and then submit that and that really helps promote the show and if you have a suggestion of a brand you would like us to talk about we're going into December there's going to be a lot of holiday brands to discuss and then into the new year send us a message write to us on Instagram 
uh, write to us on Apple Podcasts, any way you can get in touch with us at on brand the pod on Instagram. Yeah, I've been thinking maybe we should do maybe that's something we'll look into in the new year is having some sort of way where we will do on occasion a brand freaks brand suggestion. Yeah, like something maybe something we know nothing about. But dedicated to that freak, and and that I think that would be fun. That's a great idea. And and if you have a news story, if you he- come across like a brand new brand news, send it over, and we would love to cover that n- news story and give you a shout out. That'd be awesome. So as John said, we are wishing everybody a happy, healthy, safe Thanksgiving, and we'll be back next week with an all new episode of On Brand. I can't wait to hear it. I'm going to do one last thing really quick. Okay. I keep forgetting about this until after we sign off. I am looking for an iconic way to sign off like on every episode. Okay. Like some fun way. Like if bada people, bing or something. Definitely not bada bing. Like, you know, like what is a, what did Bob Barker say? Keep your pet spayed and neutered. Seacrest out. Seacrest out. <laughs> like what is mine? If anyone has a suggestion for me to have an iconic way to sign off, maybe I'll do, maybe I'll test out different ones if we get more than one suggestion the glove box is closed i don't love it but i like (laughs) where it could go um but for now i'll just continue to say goodbye so bye see ya